Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it shot! Oh, baby, what a play! This is Jeff Bedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I recap Sunday's game against the Cincinnati Bengals and preview the game against the Broncos, especially some connections Joe has with the Denver head coach. Joe, I was pretty confident the Chiefs would win Sunday, and that wasn't a knock against the Bengals. They certainly are a formidable squad, went to the Super Bowl last year. But just as I always say NFL games often are won by the team that needs the victory the most, I've always maintained that it's so hard to beat a team twice, let alone three times in a year, because the team that lost has extra motivation and can break down exactly what they did wrong. But Joe, I'm rethinking things. Uh, My dad was at Duke, and I'm a Duke basketball fan, and despite having the best coach, Coach K, and number one overall draft pick, Paulo Bancaro, they lost to rival North Carolina twice in a month to end last basketball season. Then over the weekend, uh, USC, we were talking about that game. They have the top player in the country, quarterback Caleb Williams, who has Mahomes-like qualities, by the way. And USC lost twice to Utah, and that game had no ramifications for Utah, and USC desperately needed it to make the playoffs. And then, of course, the Chiefs, with their be- we have the best player, Mahomes, best coach, Andy Reid. They lose to the Bengals for the third time in the 2022 calendar year. Joe, is, is beating a, a team twice or three times no longer such a feat like I had in my mind, or are all these anomalies? You know, Jeff, that's a great point. And you really bring up some incredible points. And I, I and, was ruminating for a long time. I was like, this has been in my mind as you can yeah. tell. Because <laughs> you're right. It is it's really hard. You know, you, you you know, how often do you see in in any pro sport, right? Even college, like when there's a series, how how often do you really see a team, you know, sweep somebody, right? It's it's you know. It just even when a team is is even decidedly better than another team, chances are you know something's going to happen. A ball's going to bounce one way or the other, and you know a team's going to pick up a, a a win here and there. So it's it's really hard to to sweep. And I, I don't know what it is. I mean, you could say all the cliches you want that the Bengals have their number, that there's something in the playbook that the Bengals are onto. Um, or do you just chalk it up as, you know, this was just one of those games with two really good teams who, whoever was going to have the ball last, you know, and who was going to hold on to it last was going to win. I think we said that last week. I think we mm-hmm. were, we knew it was going to be a close game. I think both of us said it was going to be a three point game either way. Um, and, and, you know, it was funny because my, my prediction was a lot of my predictions throughout the week were 30, 27 chiefs. Like that's, I kept saying, and I kept thinking, oh, well, if the chiefs score on this drive and then the, the Bengals do get the ball back, um, I'm talking about on the drive with the Kelsey fumble, mm-hmm. then it's 31, 20. And then all right, Burrow, give him the benefit of the doubt that he, he could score, you know, a field goal or get a touchdown. And my prediction would be yeah. darn close, right? right. 30, 31, 27 instead of 30, 27. But man, that fumble, 
just put such a kink into things, right? And Travis is so trustworthy with that football. And I think that was – there were a couple of plays down the stretch. Obviously, it was that play. And then it was – even though it, even though Patrick would have had very little time left, which for him we know 13 seconds is not even a, a, a little time um, – if he would have gotten some that ball back and that it was that what looked like it was going to be a sack and you tweeted about this. I don't understand what happened on that last play and why Burrow didn't get sacked and what I haven't seen a good enough camera angle to why how Burrow got that ball off on that, that last time about the third and 11. Yeah. Converted, which was like, yeah, you, they had good pressure. They had good coverage. It was a I, yeah. I don't know how he kind of got that off either. It was it was a great it, play it, by him. But it it was a great play by him, and I'm not trying to take it. I'm not trying to take the play away from him by saying how did he you know how did right. he get that right. off? Like he's a terrible player, and you know he he's a really good quarterback. I just don't understand why it wasn't a set. Like how yeah. what something physics? There was something off with the physics of the play because when you see the chiefs defensive line kind of give up. And here's the only thing I'm thinking is nobody wanted to get a roughing the passer at that yeah, point. Yeah. I'm wondering, about you know, that too. and were they playing, you know, was that defensive line at that particular moment playing a little hesitant? Cause they right? had the previous, they have that stalwart, uh, you know, they did get the unnecessary rough. So that's, that's very possible, Joe, that, that, that was in the back of their mind and the way they not only had that in the game, but of course, Chris Jones has had, been called for that unfairly, I think. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that was. So. Oh, go those ahead. Were, those were two. Those were two things. It's maybe not the most obvious of things. Well, I think the fumble is pretty obvious to most people that it was a turning point. But only that particular game. Yeah, I mean, only that, turn over the game. Travis Kelsey's first of the whole year, I believe. Right, if I'm not mistaken. Right. right. Um, and you know, my God, he's so sure-handed and so like I, I'm going to use that word again, trustworthy with the ball, even in the midst of his, his yak, right. His yards after catch, he's just so solid in that, just that he got stood up and that guy was just ripping at it and he made it happen. And I think that was, that to me was, I think to me, that was really the, the, the true turning point of the game. Totally. Totally. Um, Joe, you know, back to, to my question about it's just beating. It's weird. Like I, you never used to see that just teams, uh, getting swept or beat three times like this. Were you on that Chiefs team that beat the Raiders three times, including the playoffs? Or was that before your? That was yeah. That was that was nineteen ninety one, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and we so- had to beat them. We we beat them to get into the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? We had to beat them on the last game of the year, and then if we beat them, then we played them again. So take listeners through, I mean, that, how, like, you know, did it seem harder to, to keep beating the Raiders? Cause you're again, my point that you, that, you know, the Raiders are able to correct their mistakes or they're, they're so, um, so anxious to beat the, the chiefs. They have so much motivation or is there something like you guys just figured, like you just were so confident and then maybe the Raiders were so lacking in confidence. I'm just, again, curious about, about, um, that that aspect of it yeah i think when you take each individual game by itself you of course say well we're going to win this game right we're going to prepare we're going to study we're going to put in the best plays 
in our playbook for this particular team. We're going to match up. We're going to do everything we can. We're going to we're going to get the right rest. We're going to have the players, most players healthy, and we're going to go win. And whatever our situation is, we're going to win this game. Every team goes into every single game like that. I, I liken it, Jeff, to flipping a coin and how hard it is to flip a coin and get the same result three times, four times in a mm-hmm. row. And each each time you flip it, it's still 50-50, right? It's still a 50-50 chance each time. But each time you flip it consecutively, the odds get worse and worse and worse till it becomes almost minuscule that you're going to be able to do it multiple times, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I kind of look at it. That's, that's why I, I get nervous about playing a team a third time and not having one, no matter how bad they might be. It's like flipping a coin. You just know that something could happen or it just doesn't seem right mentally, emotionally that you can, that you're going to win again, again, and again, and again, and again, that something's going to go wrong. That's going to put you in a bad situation. That's going to cause you to, to, to lose this game. And for me, it kind of comes down to that that Travis Kelsey fumble, not to pin it on him. Look, the guy's, he's the, arguably the best tight end of a generation. So mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here blaming him. I'm just saying, oh. the, I'm just going to call it the fumble, not Travis's fumble, but the fumble. Cause that could be any, it could be, could any, could have been any of us. Um, it, it, It's just that like something like that needed to happen. I think for the chiefs to lose that game. And it did. Um, I, I think I, I, I even think whoever made, you know, they said, they said when the, the coaches said before that, half time I think it was the Bengals coach we needed to turn off. I think whoever made the turnover was gonna get make the the other team was gonna win the game, whether it was the Chiefs or the Bengals. Um yeah. that that Raider Raiders game, do you remember like long ago it was 91, Joe, you were correct. Um do you do you remember thinking how your your mentality going into that third game where you like a little bit leery because it's like oh, God, can we beat these teams again these guys again or were you supremely confident it's it's just like and it's just like anything in, in sports jeff to, to sweep somebody in, mm-hmm. in a in a tight time frame right is so hard and that was even a tighter time frame because at least yeah. the chiefs had an off season between the last one that that was three in one season how much was changing in a season and very little changes unless you of course if you have dramatic injuries or you know some coaching change or something but None of, none of us had any of that. Everybody was – it was the same team three times. October yeah, no. 28th, December 22nd, and December 28th, you, you beat the Raiders. That's nuts. That you well, that's the game that scared me the most. The playoff game is the one that scared me the most mm-hmm. because, you know, with the time between the first regular season game and the second regular season game, you know, the time can heal some things, right, as far as that that feeling. It's, it's kind of like, you know – a major league baseball series, you know, the world series, it's, it's really hard to sweep somebody, right? Like if you're playing, you know, seven games within two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you just, like I said, some, some, you just felt like something could happen that maybe didn't happen in the game before a block punt, you know, somebody gets the flu, you know, somebody uh, gets hurt uh, during practice, like something weird you know that all those things can happen in during a game and increases your chances of of getting that sweep. So, yeah, I was more worried to be honest about the third game and especially since it was so close in time. Mm-hmm. Um that, you know, that's what really really had me worried and you know, Jeff, before it before it gets out of my mind, you know, one thing I think that is you know, worth talking about was, you know, was was I, 
I, I think, and, and you know, the last thing we ever do on this show is, is talk about like pointing out players, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, or, or trying to be critical, overly critical of, it's just not been, it hasn't been our nature. I got, and, and I think we also do sometimes, you know, we'll try to be more praiseworthy, right. Or do things that are more for players who are more, who are more praiseworthy. I thought Nick Allegretti did a fantastic job in this game. I, I gotta say, Jeff, I, I, there's, I, I'm still going to think something is wrong with Orlando Brown. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is because I was just disappointed on that last play of, of the chiefs, you know, before the, before they tried the Butker field goal. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about his past sets or or what's going on. There's just something missing in 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 Orlando Brown's play right now that is, uh, you know, um, I, I don't know whether he's hurt or he's playing hurt or something, but he just does not seem like the same player. And that is again probably the third play that I think had such an impact on the game was was Patrick getting sacked. Totally. Um, I don't know. You add a couple of yards there and it's, it's a 50, you know, it's a 53 yarder, 51 yarder, you know, like it just, it's, I think it's a different, and maybe after, maybe if he doesn't get sacked, maybe they actually go for it. I, yeah. I agree with you that those are, you, you nailed it, Joe, the three big plays, the fumble, um, the third and 11 conversion by Burrow and then that sack. And, you know, I didn't love, um the, the going for the Butker field goal, not only because it was far, but it's just it's like when the teams play the Chiefs. You have to be aggressive. You have to think you're gonna have to that the other quarterback is so good, he's gonna score a touchdown. And I think the Chiefs kind of needed that aggressive mentality. Even if Butker makes that field goal, I think the you know the, the Bengals uh yeah. score. Yeah, but see what plays into coach's psyche though, Jeff, is is things like that pressure. And well, it was not uh-huh. even a pressure, it was it was technically a sack, right? I mean right, the, the, those those things play into coach's mind, right? I mean, that's a that's a tough a tough thing for you know Eric B. Enemy and Eric Andy Reid as they're as they're sitting there thinking, do we go for it? Do we do we do we kick the field goal? They start thinking about they start thinking about the fourth down at the end or the end of the half in the mm-hmm. AFC championship game right, and not right. converting, like all that stuff weighs on your psyche. You know, you think about those things, right? Our brains are going and, you know, subconsciously, I think they were probably both thinking Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reed, again, not putting thoughts into their heads, but I think they were both thinking, geez, like, let's just put it in the hands or the foot, no pun intended of a guy who he's been, you know, Butker's made big ones. He's he's hit from far. The snap was a little off, which was crazy, right? I mean, like we've they've had perfect snaps. Like I'm telling you, it took a lot of these comedies of error, right. so to speak, in this game for this team. So I'm not, while I'm very disappointed because, you know, I think there was the stuff with the talk and the jabbing, mm-hmm. you know, with with Justin Reed, and it was like it was one more thing that the Chiefs didn't need this right now. Right. Going into, you know, into the end of the season to try to keep that home field advantage. But, you know, it just that's why I'm just really disappointed that we didn't get the win. Um, it just I, I just wanted it for this team because I think there's they're, they're better than this. And and I think they're better than this loss. The, the sack that we were talking about was Osai sacked him for four yard loss. Four. So it was a third and three on the Bengals. Thirty three ended up being a forty seven 
uh, excuse me, ended up being a fourth and seven and a 55 yard yard field goal. So that four yards is big difference. And uh, big difference. Joe, to your point too, yeah, it, it is a tough loss to take the one the one thing, the Chiefs schedule looks pretty favorable throughout. So yeah, yeah. If they go well, 14 and three, that's an excellent year. And the one I think why we're also concerned, it's not only losing to the Bengals again, which is it's tough to take, but I, I, I think it's also because we have we're looking for home field advantage, right? We want there's just we want the buy, we want arrowhead throughout. I still like the Chiefs' chances. Uh, right now the Bills have the same record and since because of the head to head, Bills now own home field, but the Bills have a real tough they have to play yeah. the Bengals come up, uh not this week, but they have uh the Jets coming up this week that's tough. They still have to play the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Patriots. So much tougher schedule. So that I mean the Chiefs could easily I, I think the Chiefs still are actually, in my mind, kind of a favorite to get home field just because of that that schedule that the Bills have. Yeah, I mean, I saw an infographic um, that 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 showed that they they absolutely have statistically the easiest schedule um, for the remainder of the season. So games aren't played on paper; they're played on grass, right, mm-hmm. um, or turf. Um, but you know, I, I think that's that's absolutely going to help them. Um, I don't see, you know, I can't see anybody else in the AFC other than the Bills giving them a run for that. I think they're they're probably going to be the ones. I mean, since they all have to, you know, they're all going to be beating each other up, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, the, the, the Bills still have, like you said, they still have to play the Dolphins who were in their division. They're eight and four. The Bills are nine and three. So somebody there is going to have an additional loss. The Bills have to play the Bengals. They're trying to get the, you know, they're going to try to get the to win the AFC North. So yeah, so it, it, there's a lot of teams playing playing for stuff. And um, but like you said, it's it's pretty much a fact that the Chiefs have the easiest easiest schedule coming up. So it does look pretty good, knock on wood, that this team could finish 14 and three, and that is pretty amazing. Yeah. Like we're, we're, you know, you know, the expectations for this team get so high yeah. and that's why even incredible. I mean, like a 17 game season, it's so long. You're going to have, you're going to have a Kelsey fumble. It's as amazing as he is. You're going to have right. a Bucker missed kick. It's just things like that are going to happen. You know, um, you know, they, they get Patrick a little more protection there. You know, there's a lot of ifs. There's a, definitely a lot more ifs on the chief side, I think than the Bengals side, I think the Bengals played a pretty darn almost close to perfect game. The only, yeah, I do too, especially Burrow was great. He, Joe, he had only six complete incompletions. And I think the only one that the Bengals could point out to of something like that, where yeah, Bucker missing a kick and um, the, the most sure-handed guy, he's Kelsey is the one guy like, except for Mahomes. If you had like a game on the line, I want that guy. He's not going to make a mistake. Um, so for him to make a fumble like that, the one thing the Be- the Bengals did have was that Boyd drop touchdown pass. That was like yeah. a guy who's very sure-handed. Uh, that was the one. But you're right. The Bengals played a pretty clean game. They did. I was. It was, it was almost a, a perfect game. And 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 they only beat the Chiefs twenty-seven twenty-four. So at home. So you know, look, get. Get, o- get over it, right? They're going to be back. We're going to, you know, like you said, we have a great chance of finishing 14-3. and three. It gives us a nice opportunity for home field. And then we let the chips fall from there and, and when it really matters. Well said, Joe. 
Well, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always in the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Um, Joe, I had bet, I was felt so good about my bet um, of eight. Uh, for the Washington Commanders, the under for the Washington Commanders total. That was my bet online bet. But fortunately, <laughs> they tie. So, the, you know, a tie in the, in this is just like a loss. So I, I was very glad to, to see that tie against the Giants. And bet online also has uh, the Chiefs favored by nine points right now over the Broncos. Uh, and we're going to get to that. But before one last thing on this game, Joe, you know, people are wondering, do the the, the Bengals have have they found the Chiefs' secret sauce? Is there something? Um, I, you know, my, my take is one: the Bengals are a good team, and they have a couple things that give the Chiefs difficulty. They have a very good quarterback in Gerald Burrow, an elite number one target, Jamar Chase. The Chiefs have had trouble with. I think they have a really good front four, and they can pr- generate pressure with that front four and not have to blitz, which is key. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is great against uh, the blitz and they have a pretty good their safeties are really good so they can kind of uh flood the coverage and, and mix and match and change things on the back end not have to blitz um so i i think that's part of the reason the 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 bengals if they're have been successful against the chiefs do you have do you have a, a take on this if, if there is kind of some matchup deal or do you think it's totally just these fluky plays kelsey making a fu- uh, a fumble tyreek hill one of the most shifty guys to ever play getting tackled you know before um the goal line in the afc championship game at halftime before halftime things like that yeah i i mean well when you start adding them all up i mean fluky plays turn out to be your plays and what happens so you know i would say that if it were one game you know you'd say all right well well, it's a couple fluky plays but but the fact that these things keep happening against the team tells me that there's something that this team knows about the chiefs um and i think you started to really nail it there when you were talking about the the front four and 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 sometimes the ability for them to get pressure or to keep Patrick contained when they only rush three. Um, and, and, and it was my sincere hope that the running game would help eliminate some of that. Now, I was really, really glad. I mean, we were pretty much 50-50 run pass. Mm-hmm. So I think we had, what, 25 rushing attempts and 27 passing attempts. So, you know, we were 50-50, and I was really excited. To say, That's going to help the Chiefs down the road. Absolutely. I think that is going to that is going to provide the Chiefs a lot of confidence in their running game down the road that they were, that they were 50, 50. Um, so I'm, 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 I was really excited to see the, the, their ability to grind it out too. Um, you know, when, when, you know, Isaiah and Jarek are averaging, you know, uh, Jarek McKinnon averaged 6.4 yards a carry and his, his longest was only 14. It wasn't like he had a hundred. I say this all the time. It wasn't like he had a hundred yard run, you know, and then had three other carries for zero. 
right? He, he had, you know, he grounded out and, and same with Isaiah, right? He was averaging four and a half, 4.7 yards per carry. So that's exciting for me because I think that's going to come back and really, really help this team when they go back and watch the film and their ability to run the ball effectively. um, I think that's a good thing, but I really think that this team does match up really well against the chiefs. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a, the fluky things have caused some, Cause one or two of the losses, maybe, but, but I still think at the end of the day, these are two extremely well-matched teams. We're going to look ahead here to Sunday's Broncos-Chiefs game. Before the season, looked like a great matchup, uh, but but now the it's a nine and three team versus a three and nine team, first place team versus last place team in the AFC West matchup that looks so uneven that it was flexed out of Sunday night football for a, a better matchup. So not a lot to talk about here, but Joe, I, I want to share your memories. You know, Broncos head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, the son of Paul Hackett, the former, your former offensive coordinator. Tell, tell the listeners about Nathaniel. Yeah, it's a, you know, I'm it's, it's one of those things, even though he, you know, he went to the, you know, or one of our biggest rivals, right. And the Broncos are, you know, like, <laughs> Just you think about that. And I think about all the great games that we had against Elway and all the Broncos, Eli or Eli Peyton Manning and, you know, all the games that, that Chiefs remember, um, you know, playing against the Broncos. And, and you know, you, you don't want to see somebody that you you have an affiliation with or somebody that, you know, you, you watch grow up, go to the go to your enemy like that. But, you know, super at first I was just super excited and happy for, for Nate, as we called him growing up. I know he's, he's Nathaniel now, I guess when you become an NFL head coach, you can, you can go back to your full name. I guess I would be Joseph Valerio. I guess if I were like Jeff Saturday and they pulled me off the pod to go coach a team. Um, <laughs> just give me a couple, give me like, just, you know, 24 hours notice at that. If, if you're getting pulled yeah, off the head coaching job. I, I, I will. We'll still do the pod, Jeff. We'll still, <laughs> we'll still have time to record. <laughs> we absolutely will still do the pod. Um, but, you know, I, you know, it's just watching Nate grow up um, and watching his trajectory and everything go through the NFL. It's so cool to see, you know, that familial sort of, you know, for lack of better terms, relationships blossom, right? The, the way that we've seen – um, you know, Brian Schottenheimer, right. Went on to doing great things and, you know, in his dad's footsteps and, you know, it's, it's exciting to watch and to know that I, I like watch him grow up and we'd toss the ball around at the field. He would catch my long snaps, you know, if no one was around and I needed to warm up on the sideline or, you know, at practice, uh, you know, he, he, you know, coach Hackett would, you know, have him out there, you know, running, running the, you know, drills and helping out. And it was just, it was really fun to see that sort of, you know, thing that you think about. It's like feel the dreams, right? Like everybody wants to have that, that catch with their, with their dad or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, I, I loved seeing that. Like I loved seeing family out on the field. Um, you know uh, you know, Joe Montana's uh, boys would, would be around occasionally, um, and, and, uh, you know, they'd be out there, you know, throwing the ball with dad occasionally and coming to practice and whatnot. It was just, it's really cool to see. And you, you, you kind of like think about those things. So anyway, you know, Nate was a great kid. Uh, he was always there, uh, to help. Um, and I think a lot of it, you know, rubbed off. I just, I'm just sad for him, you know, no chiefs fans going to be sad that the Broncos aren't doing well, but there is part of me that's sad that they're not doing well either. Yeah. Or two, I should say, because I was 
Jeff, you and I were so pumped for the AFC West this year, man. Like we were so pumped and it's just turned out to be such a dud, you know, from a, from a division perspective, other than, you know, the the chargers are showing their life. I mean, I I don't, and even they're six, I mean, they're showing life, but there's, there's still the outside looking at six. Yeah. Joe, do you have any, first of all, he wasn't, uh, Nathaniel was always around, but he wasn't, uh, like a ball boy or anything, right? And do you have any kind of specific memories that stand out about him? Oh no, he was definitely one of our one of our one of our ball boys at camps. Like oh, really? he was, okay. yeah. Even school, of course, when school starts, right? And yeah, camp right. Breaks. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the kids have to you know, they have to be at school, and you know, we we were usually yeah. out practicing at two two thirty in the in the afternoon. So um, the um, you know, but, but like, like during the season, he wasn't, you know, on, on the sideline during practice or anything, but at camp, man, he was there. He stayed with us and, you know, he slept in the dorm, uh, with, with the rest of, uh, of the staff and the players. And, you know, it was just great to see a young kid like that who was so into football, you know, and, um, it, it was just, it was fun to watch him learn from his dad and, and, and we loved it. You know, players love that kind of stuff. Um, you know, they love, they love when players, you know, we would go see. And one thing I do remember was, you know, you know, knowing that he was going to blue Valley and going to those games and watching, you know, Brian Schottenheimer and, and Nate play. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of, uh, kind of fun to watch, um, you know, and to see, and to see his, his progression just because of kind of like, um, you know, learning by, by osmosis, so, so to speak. And yeah, definitely a, a Blue Valley Northwest grad for sure. So that's that's very cool. And you know, I talked to Tim Grunhardt about this, and he said kind of the same thing. He's like, I'm no Bronco fan, but he's like, he he likes Nate, and he kind of was wishing for him to do well. And it's obviously an, an incredibly tough season for him. Who, th- who would have th- thought that after that Russell Wilson acquisition would go uh, so poorly? Um, one thing for fans to watch though, uh, Patrick Sertan, the son of the same named excellent corner is one of the best in the business. So that is one kind of fun that the Broncos have a very good defensive secondary, but any Joe, what we wrap up here, any last thoughts of uh, Nathaniel Hackett? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how he, you know, how he, he approaches this game, you know, and to see, you know, what it's going to be like. I mean, obviously, you know, the coaching staff, it's different. Um, I'll be more anxious to see how he'll react coming into Arrowhead on, on New Year's Day. That'll be probably more interesting. I mean, he's going to be on his home turf at this point. But, you know, this could be, you know, I hate to say this, Jeff. I, I hate to be sound like a wet blanket, but, like, this could be a make or break game for him, right? I, even though it is the Chiefs, and and I don't think anybody's expecting a win out of the Broncos, Um if if it goes really south, I mean, you, you just you know, yeah. you just don't know what even a midseason future might look for him. Um, it's like a forty then, to six type of deal, you know. Yeah, and if the Chiefs just put it on the Broncos, trying to you know s- sort of beat away this this loss to the Bengals, right? Um, and they and they put it on the Broncos, like I just I it could be it could be maybe the final straw, right? Um, and I guess. You know, I guess watching watching you know what Russell Wilson does and 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 you know what uh, how that how the the Chiefs defense reacts to playing against him. I think that's something definitely something to watch. 
Um, there's, there's not a lot of matchups in this game, to be honest, Jeff. I'm trying to find one. Yeah, I mean, that, like I said, that back end of the Broncos um, it, is pretty good, and that might be the one one thing to keep you enter- entertained. Well, yeah. if you enjoyed this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.